0: Of the ketogenic diet, so I found some cost-effective solutions. And give you a couple sleep hacks. I've got a couple of cool things. Conscious breathing argues that CO two one of the keys to longevity. The keto journey continues. I've been on the ketogenic diet, probably going about seventy percent fat for the last ten to twelve days. I feel great. Really steady energy. I haven't been in the gym that much because I just kind of got over the flu, and we're trying to see how my body's recouping, but my recovery's been good. I've been feeling better. I'm going to jump into the actual content. Like We pretty much know that coffee contains acrylamide, mycotoxins, caffeic acid. But before I go into that, I want to talk about the sleep and relaxator tool that I recently got. My buddy is really into conscious breathing and their whole platform. And a lot of what they've done is focus on breathing. And and the author really argues that CO2 is actually really powerful and one of the keys to longevity. So when you exercise, you produce more carbon dioxide in your body than you actually take in to exchange with the oxygen. CO2 is actually a pretty powerful antioxidant. And when I was learning about sleep, I learned about taping your mouth. So when you sleep, a lot of times your mouth will actually open. And I found different sleep tapes, but this this company, Conscious Breathing, if you go to their website, has these sleep tapes that are pre-cut and they're on 3M tape and they work exceptionally well. They're like perfectly sized to cover your mouth and they will allow you to breathe properly while you're sleeping. Assuming you can breathe through your nose, you might need to use neti pot or some sort of sinus wrench. It goes across the top of your mouth. I have noticed that I feel more rested. I sleep better. There's definitely something there. Now I have a sleep app on my phone called Sleep Cycle that actually listens to me while I sleep and it, it will pick up when I kind of snore or like open my mouth and I'm breathing a little awkwardly and I'm a back sleeper so I tend to kind of sleep and have my mouth open a lot of the time. So uh, these strips, I believe you can get $25 worth for six months. Reasonably priced, really cool. Highly recommend that, good hack, sleep is so important. You've gotta dial it in, make sure it's really optimized. And I think this is a really cool little add-on that I wanted to share with you all. Other thing that they have on their website is this thing called a relaxator. Now, this thing is kinda cool. What you do is there's a dial on this thing and this dial allows you to adjust resistance to your exhale. I like to use it when I'm working because when I'm working I tend to tighten my breathing. What you do is you breathe through your nose and you exhale through this. And this thing creates resistance on the exhale and it trains your breathing to slow your breathing rate and to allow you to have more CO2 in your body. You're supposed to wear this and practice this 10 to 20 minutes a day. I probably do it throughout the day for a total of five to 10 minutes. But what I find is when I, when I do consciously breathe with this relaxator, afterwards, I'm much more chill. My breathing is much more regulated. and I feel calmer already. I believe this is $35 on the website. I think it's an awesome investment. Many people deal with anxiety. This is something that I like to use at night when I'm watching a show before I'm winding down to go to bed or if I'm just at my computer catching up on things and I've got things that are coming at me that I'm working on that are kind of causing stresses. So take a look at this conscious breathing. I'll link a description in the video description. I'll link the website to this stuff and to the actual sleep tape, because I think both of those additions could really help with your sleep routine. And since we're talking about cutting coffee and making some transitions here, I wanna give you the best tools that I know of to kind of make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance to feel optimal even though you're dealing with all this stuff. So on the topic of sleep, as you remember when I was talking earlier about this, I think when you're trying to quit something like coffee, you really need to think about all the challenges and the damage it's doing to your body because otherwise you just kind of slip back into your old habits. And so I wanna give you a few more nuggets and go a little bit more specifically into the actual reasons for why I'm quitting coffee and hopefully I'm staying caffeine coffee free for the foreseeable future and even longer. One, acrylamide. There is a substantial amount of acrylamide in coffee. When you roast the beans, you're literally roasting plant seeds and then you're drinking a concoction of brew of the roasted plant seeds that are burnt. And so you're, you're drinking this and acrylamide is actually a toxin and it's used to treat plastics and wastewater. Now, studies have shown that acrylamide is in lower content in darker roasts. So ironically, the initial roasting gives you a higher content, but then as you roast more, You get less also instant coffee two to three times the amount of acrylamide it's a carcinogenic compound it's definitely something you don't want to be consuming on the regular basis and it's in coffee in not insignificant amounts meaning there are levels of coffee especially when you're drinking it every single day that are probably doing damage to your body long term subtly so I think for us Acrylamide is just not a good thing to be consuming. And there's enough of it in coffee where if you're drinking coffee regularly, it's a big deal. Again, if you're gonna drink coffee, think darker roast, freshly brewed. Obviously you wanna think about organic and you wanna think about the mold toxin levels if they test those. So the opioid receptors get affected by coffee when you drink it. The molecules that you have to receive pain, to deal with some of the pain in your body can often get messed up from some of the molecules that are in coffee. So that's another thing to watch out for. Caffeine, caffeic acid is a methylxanthine and this has antifungal properties. It's probably serving a purpose to defend the actual coffee bean from molds and other insects and and pests that are trying to eat that. And it has a lethal dose in your body and it leads to all kinds of sort of dysfunction in, in humans. There's been studies Uh, definitely around insomnia, sleep performance, and then also around increased blood pressure. Caffeine's another one. It's actually got a lethal dose in humans of 50, an LD50, and it probably exists in coffee as a purely toxin for insects and other animals that are consuming it. So it's it's really not a good thing. And when we look at studies, there's a direct correlation between caffeine and quality of, of sleep. I noticed personally REM sleep really drops off when you start drinking coffee. Even if you only drink one cup in the morning, you have a 12 hour half-life oftentimes. It's it's anywhere from eight to 12 hours, and sometimes 14 hours, and if you're a slow metabolizer of caffeine, it can even be longer than that. But 150 milligrams at 8 a.m., 8 p.m. is gonna be still 75 milligrams in your body, and then at another 8 a.m., you're still gonna have like 30, 35 milligrams, so you're still dealing with caffeine as you sleep through your body, whereas nicotine, you have about an hour half-life, half so you're getting a stimulate that's metabolizing through the body much quicker. So it affects sleep, and that's a big, big thing, because it's gonna have a rebound effect, it's gonna borrow from tomorrow, and it's gonna kill your sleep quality when you're sleeping. The last thing I wanna mention is the mycotoxins and molds. A lot of these coffee beans are gonna have mycotoxins, they're gonna have molds, they're not tested for that. Caffeine or coffee beans are such a big product and big business. The quality control is just one of those things that you're probably gonna get hit with. For breakfast, I have beef tender tips from White Oak Pastures. I've got raw beef fat that I'm gonna be doing, and then I've got egg yolks here. I'm gonna cook these rare, sear them for taste and texture. And then the fat, obviously I'm going to add quite a bit of that for my macro to keep my ketogenic diet energy and the fat in my intake. And then for the eggs, I'm actually just going to be doing the egg yolks. Those will uh, be about 75% fat macro. And the egg yolks have a lot of the vitamins, the majority of the vitamins and nutrients. One more thing I want to mention, I'm also adding in some supplement stacks. So they're not really supplements, but I'm dabbling with the ancestral supplements and code age and some of these desiccated organs because I just don't find that I enjoy them as much, eating them all the time, but I still wanna get some of the benefits. So I'm mixing in a few of these and i found some cost-effective solutions. for the supplement stack, I'm actually taking alpha brain and tyrosine. I'm also adding boron, which is probably more heavily in our spring water. And then I've got beef kidney I'll be taking from CodeAge. I've got grass-fed brain, which is half liver, half brain. I've got colostrum, i've got some beef pancreas spleen i'm gonna play with cordyceps they are a mushroom that has been shown to improve oxygen utilization and in, in athletic performance and mental performance so i'm adding this this real mushroom brand here in for cordyceps and i think that some of these supplements are just as good i've talked to code age and they've got 100 grass-fed um, i've also reviewed colostrum and how it's processed colostrum all of it right now is, is flash pasteurized at a low temp, but there's no brand that actually gives you a pure raw colostrum. So as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather pay a third the price for colostrum right now and just add it into my regimen and see what I can get from that. Can't find beef brand anywhere else. So I'm, I'm rolling with the ancestral supplements because that's really the only place I can get brand. I think brain is important to, to have in your regimen. And then kidneys, awesome for some of the B vitamins and for allergies and things like that. There's really just nutrients here. There's amino acids from the tyrosine and then there's just a lot of organs that have been cold desiccated. So let's talk about going straight keto. There's a lot of benefits to this and ancestrally we've probably dealt with this pretty consistently seasonally. And I think as you think about mortality and your overall mortality curve, meaning how vital you're gonna be up until the end of your life, your overall health, Being ketogenic for periods of time, every single year, is probably highly advantageous and something you should consider. For many people, there are many benefits. Certainly for me, a big one, which is also a bit vanity, is the the fact that when you go keto, you tend to burn more of your midsection fat. You tend to lean down in your core, in your stomach, where you often see a lot of people packing on the pounds. Frankly, a lot of people just aren't ever cycling into keto. Now. What keto does is it allows you to get energy from non-carbohydrate substrates, and you're typically just upping your fat intake, which I've talked about in several of the videos I have. But the idea here is that you're, you're dealing with a cycle where our ancestors probably didn't have fruit or vegetation of any kind, limited carbohydrates, much more fat and protein access from animals that they were hunting throughout the fall, winter, and early spring before the fruits and other available foods that were non-animal foods were available in the environment so there's probably periods of time for four five six months where ancestors would have gone ketogenic for most of northern european descendants and north american of course what we see with ketogenic diets is phenomenal in terms of the results a lot of people lose tons of weight on them they they can reverse pre-diabetes They can manage symptoms of type two diabetes and oftentimes even remiss those symptoms in that condition. It lowers your blood sugar drastically. You're not consuming carbohydrates. Your body doesn't have to worry about that. And on top of that, for people who are eating a carbohydrate-based diet, now instead of packing in that into your midsection, you're burning the fat that you have because you're no longer consuming carbs that you then have to store as body fat in your body. So it's a tremendous way to lean down, suppress your appetite, which I find I eat much less on a ketogenic diet because the fat and the protein are quite satiating, and it's also a way to affect your overall long-term vitality and health markers. Again, insulin resistance, it can really help with that. It can help reduce blood sugar levels it can reduce blood sugar, it can be really beneficial to your brain to kind of clear things out. And actually a lot of people who have potentially had issues with cancer have found ketogenic diets very powerful at helping reverse or prevent and go into remission from cancer because of the power of the diet and the way that starving out carbohydrates in their diet helps with all of that. it's kind of like fasting to some degree where ketones are the primary fuel source in your body. You're still producing blood uh, glucose, you always will, something that your liver does for you, and you're gonna have a blood sugar level in there. It's, 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 it's something that you need at all times, but you're not feeding your body the carbohydrates. Your body's converting what it has into energy via ketones. Look at these tender tips. So cycling in and out of this, at least for a few weeks a year, I think is highly recommended, maybe even a few months if you want to. It really depends. I'm gonna monitor my strength and my performance in the gym and my physique, and I'm gonna share that in future videos. If you're gonna drink coffee, try to limit it, and if you're gonna do it, definitely do a darker, fresh roast that's been tested for mold toxins, ideally is organic, and try to eliminate most of that stuff. I think there's just plenty of reasons here not to be drinking coffee on a regular, certainly throw out the instant coffee that stuff is garbage the four sigmatic i've been drinking it's going to be two to three times the acrylamide it's just not the move and i've reached out to them and they haven't responded so i don't know if they actually test their acrylamide levels but they're probably like uh we don't want to test this because we know it's probably really really high so anyways enough about the coffee i hope you found some value in this video if you're new to the channel hit that like button subscribe comment let me know what you think i'm trying to give you guys ammunition to get rid of coffee because i don't think it's good for you and i think it's giving you an unlevel rebound effect and really messing with a lot of things especially long term on the next video by the way i'm gonna have an update i've had some issues with keto that i want to talk about around electrolytes cramping lightness things like that i'm gonna tune you back in on that and i'll bring in some more content there and we'll talk on the next video